Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. I'm excited about this uh, show today. It's a topic that we have uh, put off talking about. Let's put it that way. And we're going to give it a good old discussion today. First, let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you. We praise you for the great I Am that you are, the Creator God. And we thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. And Father, as always, we ask for your forgiveness. Forgive us when we have failed you. And may we learn from our mistakes and not repeat them, but be better for them after our forgiveness. You have greatly blessed this nation called America. And it was once referred to as a godly nation, but oh, Abba Father, how we have fallen away. We have been all puffed up in ourselves and behaved like prodigal children. Forgive us. I long, Abba Father, for our hearts as individuals and as a nation to return to you and to your laws, your ways, for your ways are always the best way. May we then be your vessel for truth and your witness for salvation. Grant us discernment and understanding and wisdom. Thank you for those who have brought, you have brought to us that we can reason together and bring forth truth and common sense. For such a time as this, I believe you have placed me here, brought my guests to this show, and my listeners who are tuning in. Father, Make each one of us soldiers of truth. May we always be good witnesses for you in all that we do. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. There has been much talk and chatter about Article 5, the Convention of States. And I am no constitutional scholar, but I have never been convinced that this process would help, in fact, I warned this could be a disaster from with the opposite outcome of what many Americans want. Several years ago, I had a guest on who who wanted to talk about the Convention of States. It was kind of new to me, and I allowed him to plead his case during more than one show with me. But I told him he had failed to convince me. He was a bit angry at me for not continuing to have him on for more shows to preach his new religion of COS, Constitution of States. I recently had a nephew by marriage tell me this is the, this is our only hope because that's how they're being sold. And frankly, we're all looking for whatever we can do to turn this train wreck around and go back to our old normal. Then I noticed something else, which always perks or piques my curiosity. Convention of States now has big money. And is advertising on Fox and Newsmax. 
Again, these times do certainly try men's souls and confuse us completely with political rhetoric. I think it's time we discuss this topic in depth for all of us to understand. I think those citizens who are grasping at the COS are being deceived by many others who are pushing this method of hope and change for a larger change of our Constitution and government. And that will be devastating to our liberty and our freedom. And sovereignty as a people and as a nation will be gone completely. After reading an article written by Christian Gomez entitled Aggressive New Scheme Exposes the Article 5 Convention Lobby, lobby is seldom ever good, I decided to give him a call and have him on. So Christian Gomez, he's originally from Brooklyn, New York, uh, obtained his bachelor's degree from the John C. Whitehead School of International Relations and Diplomacy at Seton Hall University in South Orange, New Jersey. Based in Appleton, Wisconsin, Mr. Gomez is currently the research project manager for the John Birch Society, uh, the host of the JBS web series, Anarchy in America, and is also a contributor to the New American Magazine. We welcome you to CSE Talk Radio today, Christian, and I hope you have a fun time here today because I got a feeling this is going to take us more than one show for us all to completely understand what's going on. And uh, we welcome you. How are you doing this morning, my friend? I'm doing I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for having me on today, Beth. And I'd be happy to come on uh, on more episodes if you'd like to continue this conversation, uh, you know, beyond this episode today as, as well. I believe it's going to be necessary. You know, I read your I read your article twice, <laughs> and there's even things that I I don't quite. I'm trying to put it all together, and it's not because you're a bad writer. It's because I have so many things going on in my head. So I want to just start from the base. You know, they've been putting this out. You know, the first time I heard about it was years ago. Mark Levin wrote a book, and he was pushing it. And then everybody started going at it, you know, and I attended a few conferences, not on COS, on something else, at the state capitol here in the state of Missouri. And a, a gentleman came up, and I believe he's a good man. I have, I believe he has good intentions. He came up, and he's pushing this convention of states. And I said, well, you need to explain it to me. And you heard what I had in my monologue. It just didn't work out because I thought, no, that doesn't make sense. And so let's start from the very beginning, the bottom floor of this Convention of States. Okay, so uh, you want me to just explain what, what essentially yes. what it is at first? Okay. What, what, they, so, what uh, they are telling us it is. Let's let's start there. What they're pushing. Oh yes. Well, you know, you explained it well in the monologue. Actually, the other side, those who are for. Uh, using our, the Article 5 convention process to amend the Constitution, like you said, uh, claim that this is the only solution to reign in the federal government. They claim that Congress is out of control, which that's true. They start with some truth. Uh, but then they offer a false solution, which is, well, we need to have this convention that has the power to rewrite the Constitution. But don't worry, we're not going to totally rewrite it and mess it up. We're going to restore it through new amendments, because, you know, they're not following the Constitution now, so if we add new amendments, somehow they're going to magically all start obeying the Constitution, including Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, it's a little Sanders. bit of a fantasy land, uh, uh, you know, fantasy of theirs. But, uh, that's I think what that's right. Peddling as a solution. You know, I've seen some others that are pushing this, and, and it's not that I think ill of them or anything, but I'm thinking... You know better than this. And one is, is Rick Santorum pushing it right now. And, you know, it's like, 
why are you doing this? Because it doesn't make any sense to me. And I, like I said, I'm not a constitutional scholar, but I could see through it. And it worries me because they've got a lot of people getting on board because everybody is discouraged about what's going on in DC. So I, yeah, I was absolutely. Gonna, as we go through your uh, article, we're going to head into a, uh, uh, a break here shortly. I want you to tell me why you wrote this article. Aggressive new scheme well, exposes Article 5 convention lobby. I love the word lobby. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, uh, I wrote that article because in um, uh, for a long time, those who've advocated for an Article 5 convention have have tried to convince legislators by saying the convention will will only be limited to this one topic or this one specific amendment, like a balanced budget amendment, let's say, and to to remove any kind of fear of a runaway convention, the advocates of the convention have historically said that all the applications have to be the same exact wording. And now uh, there's a new scheme by some, in like, like in Georgia and other states, where they want to combine different applications to get to that magic number of the 34 states needed to hold the convention. And, and that's amazing to me. Um, I, I don't know if those particular people have good intentions or not, but I know the people that they're trying to reach out to, most of the American citizens have good intentions. They want to do this. They want to turn this train wreck around, and they want to do it in the in a constitutional manner. But this is kind of trickery, and that's what I really want my listeners to understand. And when we get through your article, I think they will. Uh, but I think it's going to take more than once for us to get her done. We're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Christian Gomez, and our topic of today is Article 5, Convention of States. We'll be right back. You can look for the silver lining, or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer 
and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Have you ever checked to see how many minerals are in the nutritional products that you take? Not many if they come from fruits and vegetables that do not average more than 12 minerals due to mineral depletion in topsoil. Minerals are the key to good health and longevity, and you need lots of them. A product called Immuno 150 is only $49.95 for a month's supply, and it has 70 plant minerals and 80 other nutrients. There is nothing like it on the market. Now, more than ever, you need to supercharge your immune system, and to do that, you need at least 60 minerals every day. Immuno 150 has more than 70 minerals. Visit Immuno150.com, that is I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com, or call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Um, with uh, Christian Gomez, he wrote an article, Aggressive New Scheme Exposes Article 5 Convention Lobby. As to what, and it's, it's a lengthy article, and if anybody wants it, I, uh, I hope you don't mind, Christian. I usually tell them if they send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, they can, uh, receive it and I'll send it to them. And also, he writes for The New American, and I know you're gonna want to subscribe to that. So, um, I've been pushing it for y'all. I've been pushing it. You know, it's, um, it kind of reminds me, you know, they're tugging at Americans' heartstrings because Americans are so fed up with what's going on. And in comes this idea, we can do it. It's in the Constitution. It's laid out for us to take it back. But that's not what's really going to go down with the convention, the Article 5 Convention of States. And... um Let's. I'm going to start on the second page here with the new scheme as it has emerged to reach uh, the 34 states. Just let's talk about what is really happening. Um, yes. So, uh, you know, Article 5 provides for two ways to amend the Constitution. One is, you know, both uh, houses of Congress, when they deem it necessary, uh, Pass and propose amendments that are then transmitted to the states for ratification, and when three fourths ratify, it becomes part of the Constitution. Now, three fourths of the state legislatures could ratify, or three fourths of state conventions, whichever Congress chooses. And that's how all the 27 amendments of the Constitution have been ratified, including the Bill of Rights. Now, there's a second method to amend the Constitution that's never been utilized, which calls for uh, the states applying to Congress for a convention to propose amendments, also known as a constitutional convention, and up until, um, uh, well, starting in 2014, with the group Convention of States, they've begun calling it a convention of states, even though historically it had always been referred to as a constitutional convention, because they like to say it's not the same thing, even though it is the same thing. Uh, you, all you have to do is open up a law dictionary, like Black's Law Dictionary, and read the definition of a constitutional convention. Which so they've already changed it. 
I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you. So they've already changed it. So that's a, that's that should have put up one red flag right there. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to deceive people by saying, oh, it's not a constitutional convention. They'll say people like Mark Meckler and the other uh, advocates of COS will say that a constitutional convention is solely meant to rewrite or write a new constitution, whereas a convention of states is where you would go to amend it. Well, and. Where do they get that from? What is their citation? What is their source for that? Uh, what legal or government document uh, states that even if you go to some government websites and old government books, it refers to the Article 5 convention process as a constitutional convention. But the uh, Black's Law Dictionary, which is the definitive legal dictionary used for over a century by America's premier uh, law, legal experts, lawyers, and judges uh, that they use as, as a frame of reference, it defines constitutional convention as a duly constituted assembly of delegates or representatives of the people of a state or nation for the purpose of framing, revising, or amending its constitution. Uh, so that's exactly what we see happening right now with the um, with the convention. Uh, well, well, this is this, what we're seeing right now with the Article Five movement. They want to amend the constitution supposedly to rein in the federal government. And it, the thing is, if you open the Constitution for revision like that, you don't know what you're going to get out of it. Anyone could look up Article 5 of the Constitution, and it's just one paragraph. It doesn't state who the delegates will be, how many delegates for each state is chosen. There's a lot of ambiguity. And in this modern age of of democracy, where people <laughs> believe that the country's a democracy. Thank you um, for saying that and, in a snide way. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the founding fathers gave us a republic if we would keep Thank it. You. Not Amen, a Amen, brother, preach it. <laughs> or a de- democratic republic, but we, we've got, you know, uh, democratic and republican, uh, you know, elected officials say that we're a democracy or a democratic republic. And uh, that's not the case. We're a constitutional republic. Um, but in this age of democracy, quote unquote, uh, you would likely see uh, moves to make the Constitution uh, embrace that kind of um, style of government more so. In fact, even though Article 5 states that anything that comes out of a convention uh, would have to be ratified by three-fourths of the states, the only convention that we have to look at in terms of in history as per precedent is the Philadelphia Convention of 1787, the original constitutional convention. And when the delegates to that convention assembled, and, and there, uh, at that convention there were delegates from 12 states because uh, Rhode Island did not want to participate, but, the, the, um, but all of the state legislatures, including even Rhode Island, sent letters saying that whatever you do has to be ratified by all the states in accordance to Article 13 of the Articles of Confederation, which which was the then a constitution of the country. And Article 13 of the Articles of Confederation essentially says that any alterations or changes have to be agreed to uh, by the legislatures of every state. That was the requirement. Well, in, in the actual constitutional convention in 1787, the delegates, all of them recognizing that they didn't have the authority to make um, to, to make a new constitution, saw that it was in the country's best interest to do so because the delegates themselves represent the sovereign will of the people. Um, so they're not, they, they, they can't be limited or bound, uh, but nevertheless, they still exceeded the limitations that the states had requested of them created a new constitution, but instead of going by the Article 13 method of every state legislature must uh, must 
let's, let's accept the changes in order for them to be uh, uh, made. Uh, they instead chose to craft a new mode of ratification found in Article 7 of our Constitution, where they essentially said that nine, uh, that, that the ratification of nine states or three-fourths of the states, but, you know, that nine states would be sufficient. So they dropped it down from all states, 13 having to agree, to just nine states, and they actually had the, the – our Constitution was originally ratified by state conventions, not even the state legislatures, which is what Article 13 had requested. And the Continental Congress issued a decree that the current Constitution was uh, considered ratified in the law of the land even before Rhode Island had ratified it. In fact, Rhode Island ratified the Constitution uh, after the after the Constitution was already uh, made the law of the land. Um, so – Considering that historical pre- precedent, and by the way, the Constitution the founders gave us was a great Constitution. It worked out uh, extremely well. The delegates acting within the prerogative of being the sovereign representatives of we the people uh, and forming a new form of government did, did an exquisite job. But we don't have those kind of representatives today in government. No. And like, uh, uh, you know, George Washington, James Madison, and um, uh, men of that caliber – um, but if we had a convention today, you would like to see the same precedent of, well, you know, uh, we, we have to make these new changes, even though they, they were not in the original applications. And instead of going to three-fourths of the states to ratify uh, in this modern age of democracy, quote-unquote, like I said earlier, they could decide to have a new constitution or a new set of amendments ratified by national referendum in an appeal mm-hmm. to democracy. Or they could reduce the state number from three-fourths of the states, because that's too much of, a, of an obstacle, perhaps, to 50 states. But then there are those who will say that that's crazy, that likely won't happen, even though that's essentially what did happen in 1787. But let's say that that doesn't happen and they still abide by Article 5 and choose to go the route of three-fourths of the states to ratify. Well, remember, it was three-fourths of the states that that ratified the 16th Amendment that Congress proposed, which was the uh, income tax. The progressive income tax was a plank essentially for the Communist Manifesto, and and then uh, the direct election of the U.S. senators, which before it was, you know, they were, they were uh, approved by the state legislatures, and now in an appeal to democracy in the progressive era of the early 1910s, uh, now we have the direct election of U.S. senators, and that was agreed to by three fourths of the states, and uh, the repeal of prohibition. Um, uh, that, that's an interesting story because when Congress proposed to repeal prohibition, there were many state legislatures that were pretty conservative and did not want to repeal uh, prohibition, and Congress decided to have special state ratifying conventions to uh, uh, potentially ratify what became a 21st Amendment, and they did, circumventing the will of the elected state legislatures. So my point with that one is that if if the deep state or globalist, big government folks, craft a new constitution or new sets of amendments, they have ways to get it ratified uh, using historical precedent already. That's amazing. uh, (laughs) All we've got to do is go back and look at history and see what has happened before. And, uh, you know, you mentioned something about the will of the people, the sovereign will of the people. We know that not even in our state, even in our local communities, you know, do our representatives care about representing us, the people. They go off on something that they think, well, this is a good idea. This is necessary. And I've got a quote from 
William Chapman, it says, necessity is the plea of every infringement of human freedom. It's the argument of tyrants. It's the creed of slaves. How many times have our legislators, no matter what level they're on, tell us they've got to do this, it's necessary. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Christian Gomez. We're talking about Convention of States today, and we'll be right back. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. You know, I, I, I thought at the very beginning of uh, when I was being made aware of this and trying to, they were trying to get me on board with it. Um, the Convention of States, Article 5, to save America. And I was worried then that's going to be hijacked. There's, there's too much corruption on this. Just in Washington is just going to be hijacked. It's just in Washington is just going to be hijacked. And we can't trust our legislators. They no longer represent us. We can see that in other things. You know, the majority of the American people don't want all this wokeness, but it's being forced upon us. And what they would like more than anything is to give us a new woke constitution. And I believe that the ones that are following this, the regular citizens of America, that's not what they want. But when we go into deep and who is actually running this and where the money's coming from, I think we're finding out something else, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Thomas Massey, uh, you know, to, to add to your point there, um, back on December 9, 2021, Thomas Massey, congressman from Kentucky, tweeted, show me a single state where constitutionalists comprise a majority of the state legislature. <laughs> At this point in history, an Article 5 convention of states would be a disaster. And part of the tactic that Mark Meckler, who's the leading, um, uh, you know, water boy for the Convention of States yes. movement now. One of the arguments he makes when he goes to all these state legislatures is he, he, he often butters up the legislators that the founding fathers, uh, uh, you know, envisioned that you would save the country. You are the guardians of our constitution that you, you, it's up to you to save America and that, uh, you know, we can trust you just really making them feel like they are God level almost uh, the, the heroes <laughs> they, and saviors. They already of the got that problem. <laughs> uh, so you know, Mark Meckler is certainly building up their ego. But let's look at most state legislatures. They they are not controlled by constitutionalists, even in very super conservative states. Uh, right. We have rhinos essentially in power in places like Oklahoma. I'm told that the um, by you know by those that are there, essentially you have three pa- parties. You have the the Tea Party. Uh, in the Republican caucus, you have the Chamber of Commerce, which is the establishment wing of the Republican Party that dominates, and then you have the, uh, the, the then you have the, this little party called the Democratic Party. It's out in, out in the corner in that state, but that is true in many other states all, all yes, across uh, the West, where uh, y- you may have a Republican majority, but there are people who who are liberal and. Uh, progressives and so-called moderates who run as Republicans because that's the only they, they, only way they can win. And those are the ones who are in leadership. And just like in the House of Representatives, where you have only a handful of Republicans who are actually constitutionalists, the vast majority of them aren't. I mean, look at, look at the Republican majorities we have with John Boehner and with, uh, Paul Ryan. Mm. I mean, uh, we had Trump in the White House and we had Paul Ryan in, in the House. And Mitch McConnell in the Senate, and and President Trump was rightly requesting that Obamacare be uh, fully repealed, 
And, uh, you know, where was, uh, where was Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell? They were just dragging their feet, uh, uh, refusing to re- repeal it unless they got this Republican version of, of socialist health care. Because uh, many of those of those Republicans in the establishment have the same philosophy of Richard Nixon, who actually was one of the main proponents of having a, a federal government health care program. Yeah. So that same problem that we see in the federal government, it's also at the state level. So to think that the state legislators, even the Republican ones, that they're going to save the country at a convention to rewrite the Constitution that they don't even abide by at the state level, that's that's a huge mistake. Um, and it, it would end up being a disaster. In fact, the Convention of States group, they held this mock simulation of a convention uh, several years back. And the interesting thing was they invited uh, representatives from all the states. I'm not sure if the representatives from all the states were there. I did write about it on the New American, uh, so you can read all the details there. But um, about 96% or so of the so-called delegates, uh, all these state legislators who attended, um, about 96% of them were Republicans because we all know that at the real convention of states, it's only going to be, or most of, mostly be Republican legislators. Democrats are just going to be outside twiddling their thumbs, hoping that, you know, r- 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 trusting the Republicans to, to alter the Constitution or restore it or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen. But even with a, rep- a vast Republican majority and a couple Democrat tokens that, uh, token Democrats that Meckler invited to his uh, simulated convention, uh, wh- what did we end up with? What, what came out of that convention, actually, was a series of amendments that inadvertently, I don't think this was intentional on the part of these delegates, but inadvertently would expand the size of the federal government. For example, there was one proposed amendment uh, to the effect where um, uh, it's, it's, so, it, it mentioned something about any laws uh, uh, passed uh, by Congress or the president, it, but it, it was so poorly written that it that it it made it um, it it would constitutionalize the ability of the president to write law. The president doesn't write law; he only signs things into law. He can't create new laws. So there were just things that were just poorly written in there that you could have an activist judge be like, "Oh, this is an opportunity to expand the power of government." So I'm. Um, of course, you can read all about that in the article I wrote in the New American about the uh, Convention of State simulation several years uh, back. But this thing is not going to turn out the way that they're saying it will. And you mentioned earlier Rick Santorum. The people who are bu- pushing for this uh, kind of tells you who's really uh, – what the agenda of those um, who uh, want the convention, what their real agenda uh, an ideology. Yes. So you've got Meckler. Uh, he has no, he has no voting record, but one of his good friends is Lawrence Lessig, a liberal law professor who has said many times we need to have uh, a, a total rewrite of the Constitution. We need to have runaway conventions. And he's the advisor of Wolfpack, which is a left-wing group that wants a convention. So that's buddy-buddy friends with Meckler. Both of them co-hosted at Harvard University in 2011 something called the Con-Con-Con, the conference on the Constitutional Convention at Harvard University. And those two, Lessig and, and, and um, Meckler, have gone around the country trying to promote the idea of a convention together. So Meckler's already uh, in league with leftists on this. And then when you look at the Republican proponents of this, like Richard Santorum, 
former U.S. Senator of uh, Pennsylvania, if you look at his voting record, is he someone who should be telling us, telling states that they need to rein in the federal government because the, the, the U.S. House of Representatives and Senate doesn't abide by the Constitution and, and then only the legislatures can fix that through a convention? Well, is, is Rick Santorum a constitutionalist? If you, look, if you go to the NewAmerican.com, click on the Freedom Index, you could look up the names of former legislators and see what their voting record is. If you type in uh, his full name, Richard Santorum, uh, he'll, he'll come up at his lifetime score in the Freedom Index from 1999 through when he uh, his last year in, in office in the Senate in 2006 is a 62%, and that's kind of generous for him. 62% of the times he abided by the Constitution. Uh, his last year in office, which was the 109th Congress, from 2005 to 2006, his Freedom Index score was a 44%. So could you imagine someone who's married and uh, they have their, you know, they, they agree to the marriage vows there at the altar, but they only keep them 44% of the time? Well, that's Richard Santorum <laughs> when it comes to his vows with the U.S. Constitution. Because on day one of every Congress, uh, you know, every two years, they take an oath to uphold the Constitution, which is a requirement in Article 6 of the Constitution. So this person who only abided by the Constitution overall 62% of the time or 44% of the time in the last time he was there uh, is telling states they need to uh, get right, right in the federal government because the Congress won't do what it's supposed to. He's part of the problem. Don't tell me he's part of the solution. Meanwhile, you have men like Thomas Massey and Ron Paul with, not, with 100% lifetime scores on the Freedom Index who are opposed to this thing. Right, right. And uh, let's talk when we come back, because we'll be in the final segment. Let's talk about the Constitution and the beauty of it. And then we'll have you back again, and we'll talk about this uh, some more on the Constitution Convention and why it's a bad idea, uh, and Article 5 Convention. I think people are being deceived because we're so desperate. We're so desperate to go back to freedom. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with uh, Christian Gomez of The New American, and we'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouthwatering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? 
That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free, my pillow towel set go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special and enter promo code bethann or call at 1-800-978-6168 that's mypillow.com and the promo code is bethann when i think of bringing america home i think of family sitting around the table as a young girl it was my job to set the table setting the table meant tablecloth plates, drinking glasses, and the flatware, which had to be placed correctly on the respective sides of the plates. Regardless of the time of year, sitting down at the table is an American thing to do. It's a great family. Liberty Tabletop can help you set your table. They are the only flatware manufacturer in the United States of America. Using high-quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel, all that and with competitive prices. When you order, use the promo code BETHANN to receive 10% off of your order. Visit LibertyTabletop.com or give them a call the old-fashioned American way, 844-386-2338. That's 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. Let's set the table and bring America home. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-218-6440. That's 800-218-6440. We have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. We're in the final segment of today's show. I always tell everybody, Christian, it's the fastest hour of the day. I want to go back to the newamerican.com and tell people how they can go and sign up and get the the uh, magazine themselves, but you can go to their website, thenewamerican.com, jbs.org, jbs.org for the John Burke Society. Um, we... What I believe this is doing, and I think that's what I understand you saying as well, this, if they would put this, if this would happen, it opens a Pandora box for a change in our Constitution that will destroy, final, finally destroy the rest of what we have left of a constitutional republic. Legislators are not the answer. The people are the answer. And you quoted uh, uh, Tocqueville in here, and I'm going to let you start with that because I think education 
is where we are failing here in the United States of America. People don't even know our Constitution. They don't even know what their rights are, that they're actually the boss, a constitutional republic, not not democracy. And the People's House is not the temple of democracy, as Pelosi would have us believe. But let's start with that quote from uh, Tocqueville, Alexis de Tocqueville. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Alex Tocqueville, um, he wrote a book in 1831 called Democracy in America. You know, he was a, um, uh, from Europe and he, he came to, to see, um, what is it that made America so great? And while he's traveling across the country, um, he, he made some observations about the American people and their knowledge and their understanding of their own country's governing documents. And on page 17 of the book, I'm sorry, Chapter 17 of the book. In Chapter 17 of the book, Democracy in America uh, by de Tocqueville, he wrote, uh, quote, In New England, every citizen receives elementary notions of America, uh, sorry, every citizen receives the elementary notions of human knowledge. He is moreover taught the doctrines and the evidences of his religion, the history of his country, and the leading features of its constitution. In the states of Connecticut and Massachusetts, it is extremely rare to find a man imperfectly acquainted with all these things, and a person wholly ignorant of them is a sort of phenomena. In other words, when he was traveling through Massachusetts and Connecticut back in 1831, uh, Almost every American he ran into was well-versed in the American Constitution, and that's the solution to our problem today. Of mm, course, we should be contacting our legislators and putting pressure on them to do the right thing, but ultimately, those who are in office are a reflection of what we know or don't know about the Constitution. Um, someone like a Nancy Pelosi or an AOC, you almost can't blame them. They're not the reason why they're there. They're there because the people who vote in those districts voted for them. them. And if you had, and if you put term limits in place, that doesn't mean that the, that the voters of San Francisco or the Bronx and Queens, New York, are going to say, "Oh, we have term limits. I guess we're going to vote for a constitutionalist now." No, they're going to vote for someone just as bad as Pelosi and AOC in those areas. The the solution is educating the electorate about the Constitution. There's no quick, easy solution that will fix everything overnight because we didn't get to where we are from the 1830s where most Americans know about the Constitution to now where most Americans don't know about the Constitution overnight. I mean, it wasn't 1831 yesterday. Uh, (laughs) It was a gradual process of destroying America's education, destroying our understanding of the Constitution, removing it from the schools, uh, or at least removing uh, an adequate education about the Constitution in the schools, and perpetuating this lie that we're a democracy uh, over time. To you know, so the solution right now would be to get as many Amer- Americans to be fully educated in the Constitution, because once the the American public is fully educated on what the Constitution says what kind of government the founders founders gave us and why they gave us the government that they did, people will then elect people who reflect those values. So in a place like San Francisco and, and in, in the Bronx and Queens and New York, they have a long way to go. But in other places like Missouri, Oklahoma, Wyoming, um, 
won't be as much work as it is in those places, but there's still some work to be done. Uh, and that's what will ultimately save the country is an educated electorate. Because an educated electorate will, will vote in um, educated um, elected officials who will uphold the Constitution. And we've seen this in, some, in certain districts. Those who voted for Congressman Ron Paul in that district in Texas that he represented will, ver- will well verse in the Constitution to elect him year after year, you know, um, well, you know, every two years when he ran in the House. The same thing in Thomas Massey's district, the same thing in Andy Biggs' district in New Mexico, the same thing in the district of former Congressman Larry McDonald in the 1970s and 80s. These were people who perpetually voted in line with the Constitution, and in all those areas, you see a lot of activism from conservatives, including the John Birch Society, and especially in the case of Larry McDonald's district in Georgia in the 70s and 80s, where there was a lot of activity, a lot of people educating others about the Constitution and the issues at hand. You just can't expect constitutionalists to be elected if we're not willing to do the legwork on the ground, the grassroots work. And we recommend that people join the John Birch Society and join chapters to to do that legwork. Otherwise, you won't have people like a Larry McDonald or a Thomas Massey elected. You'll see more of the same old Rick Santorum rhinos or people like Pelosi and AOC. So, uh, mm. you know, work has to be done to save America and a convention of states or a constitutional convention, that's not the solution because the same bad people who run the show now at both the federal and state level will likely be those who attend and run the show at a convention if we held it today. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was being told. No, 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 those aren't going to be the one. Well, what are you going to do with them? Where are they going to go? They're there. So those are the ones that are going to make these decisions, and it's not going to end up good. But education, I, unfortunately, I think the phenomena now would be if to, uh, uh, Alexis de Tocqueville would want to go around, is the phenomena would be somebody that did know the Constitution. We all need to study it. A constitutional republic means that people are in charge. And we've somehow through the decades have reversed that. We believe these guys are up there in D.C. to dictate down to us, and that is not the case. And you know something else, and we're going to run out of time here real quick, about Ron Paul, I mean Rand Paul here just the other day. They were all upset with him because he wasn't going to sign this bill that they wanted him to sign until he read it. And they were upset with him about that. And I'm getting aggravated every time they sign one and then read it. <laughs> they don't know what they're signing. To me, that is next to treasonous. They don't know what they're signing, and yet they do it. And they were mad at him because he was going to read it before he signed it. Doesn't that tell us what's going on, Christian? Absolutely, it does. So we're out of time. The music is playing. Uh, my friend, thank you so much. And we need to come back and talk about this and maybe some more things that we need to talk about because... You know, the news, you know, whether somebody slaps somebody at an award ceremony, to me, is not news. It's Hollywood. I don't care about it. I care about the land grabbing that's going on. I care about the destruction of our Constitution. I care about my rights, and I care about what the future is for my children and my grandchildren. And I thank you for what you're doing there with the New American Writing there and and the John Burke Society. Thank you. God bless you, Christian. We'll talk to you, get you on the schedule again real soon. TheNewAmerican.com, JBS.org. Let's do it, folks, and bring America home. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. 